Yo, what's up, world? It's the Undeniable. Who that? JT Money. And you listening to STLR. Yeah, radio. That's what it is. Get him, Jay. Entertainment with no ceiling. Skin and dig back on the verb. Let's ride. Yeah. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk, just a bit outside, he tried the corner and missed. They're edgy, uncensored, and off the chain. I'm sorry, I don't know what just happened. No Boundaries Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Derek Fugers. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here. Greg Wiley, the cream of the crop, and there is no one that does it better. For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. Nobody does it better. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Craig Wiley. You know what it is. Time for No Boundaries. We are here today live from the cabin, Poor Decisions Studios. Y'all know what it is. Y'all make sure y'all go get y'all drink on at Poor Decisions. Throwing back for me and old old Derek Fugers over here as we come during our nights to uh, bring you guys some entertainment. We got some good stuff for you today. As always, I'm joined by the bro Chacho, my my unofficial brother. People think we might be twins. How you doing, Derek Fugers? I am delicious, Craig Wiley. How you doing today, sir? I mean, you do look like your milkshake brings all the girls to the yard. Listen, and they tell me it's better than y'all. So I hey. I mean I I I'm not I'm not the one to to break to toot my own horn. You know what I'm saying? I'm just. You know, if she tell you you got the good D, then you got the good D. Call me Pee Wee. I'm just saying. Hey. And I'm not talking about below the belt neither. Whoa. Okay. It's average. But anyway. <laughs> Mr. Media. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. You know, that, listen. We're, we're, we're nothing but truths here. That's all you get. Hey. 100% truths. We keep it real. Absolutely. Got a lot of, lot of good things to talk about. Man, you know, I, you know I'm going to go on a rant about the Patriots a little At bit later. Point. That's on the way. Some crazy things happened in college football last week. Couple upsets, you know, really good game. That Red River rivalry always as good as it Man. used to be. Maybe not as good last year, but this year, really a hell of a game. The Canes went down with a really dumb decision. We'll get into that a little bit later. And, you know, obviously a lot of big, big things happen in the NFL, but it, whether it's becoming, you know, injuries and wins and. People absolutely dominating and all of a sudden getting hurt. And, you know, there's a couple big names on that list. And then in college, or not college, I'm sorry, the NBA is getting ready to start here. The preseason started. So we're getting a lot of a lot of things to talk about. We're getting back on that full full sports uh, thing. Hockey started yesterday, last night. Tampa Bay Lightning taking a win over the Nashville Predators. Got to love it when the Lightning get off to a nice hot start. But... All there, there's a day, there's one day in sport, or there's one day in the year where every single t- uh, national or uh, national sport sport league is playing hockey, baseball, football, and basketball. All four of them are actually playing on one day. There's always one. There's only one day it happens. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, f- sports is in full swing around this time of year. Oh yeah, and you know we finally got some good weather here in Florida, man. For a couple days. Weekend. Hey, listen, that's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need is a little bit of a little taste. A couple more. I just need a little taste. That's all I want. Just a little taste. Nothing crazy. 
Nothing crazy. The, like Drake, all you need is one. You just need to know what the pussy likes. So one time, Ex- exactly, me. exactly, okay, exactly. And obviously, you know, we got the sneaker news. Getting right into that, Bam. thing off. Big, big month in sneakers this week, uh, this month. Obviously, the satin bread women's just shock drop over the weekend. I did cop a pair for the wife. Shout out to Sneakers App for everybody seemed to get a win on that drop. So if you were relying on Sneakers App and you didn't know about the shock drop, I wish I could try to get the information to you guys sooner. But if you follow STLR Sports Talk on Instagram, I did post it 15 minutes before the shock drop did happen. So if you need to, you need to get follow follow the Instagram page STLR Sports Talk to make sure. You're plugged in, especially if you're a real sneakerhead like myself and Craig hey, Wiley. Even if you just like to look at the pictures and, and be reminded of it, we share stuff in our stories all the time and stuff like that that tells you about the origin of tons of older sneakers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially in the stories, you know. I mean, you yep. shared something about the Charles Barkley's the other day, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, All kind of stuff. Another all-black pair of Charles Barkley's are coming out sooner. I don't know the date. I have to check into that. We'll talk about that next week, Yeah, I'm going to have to try to go for those. Yeah, absolutely. They're pretty dope. I They're like pretty them. dope. But like I said, big month at Sneakers this week. You're getting a really, really, really sought-out pair for most sneaker heads, especially real Jordan heads. The Jordan 12 cherries are dropping in this month and boy i cannot be happier because these are literally one of the 12s i've wanted for one of the longest times i will i will put in my my oh, you, you got effort me. for you you got me jordan Twer- jordan 12 cherries dropping on october 28th at the end of the month like i said there's a big month in sports for sneakers this month so, you know, you got to be expected for something like that remember we talked about and, this in the past you cannot and, rely on sneakers out to get the shoes and listen I'm going to be real. These are a pair of shoes that I would like to personally own, but I know how much it means to your collection. And it's one of those things where I feel like if, you know, if I if I bless a homie with a pair of the shoes that he really, really wants, like somehow the sneaker universe will give it back. You got for, the good karma coming for, back. For a pair that I really, really, really want. Okay. Because these were ones, like, I don't own any 12s. So it was one of the ones, the ones I really want, and I hope they re-release them eventually, is the flu games. Those are the ones I really, really want. But, you know, unfortunately, haven't been able to get those. These cherries, I was like, and I'm not huge on white sneakers like that, but I'm like, you know what, they, they got the clean all white with a little, little hint of red. You know, it's kind of just like this clean, fresh-looking sneaker. And we'll, we'll be posting pictures of that on onto the STLR Sports Talk page as well so you guys can go through, like them, reminisce, and all that good stuff. But, yeah, this is going to be one of those shoes. It, it, it's going to be going with a lot of your throwback Jordan stuff, Chicago stuff, or even if you just got, like, some white and red colorway that you want to, you know, look fresh in, maybe – for the Valentine's Day or something like that, you know, use it for that special event. This is going to be your sneaker right here. Absolutely. I mean, towards the end of the uh, end of the year, you start getting the more sought out colorways that people were really expecting. Great. It'd be a great date night sneaker. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like the the satin bread Air Jordan ones, the women's one that just shock dropped. Yep. Those are coming out this weekend. You got the Royal uh, Imagine Air J- or Air Jordan ones. Those are the blue and black ones that are very similar to the red and black ones. They're just blue and black. Uh, the Air Jordan 12 cherries, the Air Jordan 13 wheats, those are really big. The Gratitudes, which is the knockoff from the Concords, that with the all leather upper instead of the mesh upper, that's dropping at the end of December because you always get a Jordan 12 or a Jordan uh, 11, 11 
at the end of the, in, in December. And those every are the ones year. I wanted. I wanted the other ones you sent me, the all black ones. Yeah, but, but yeah, those are Ray Allen's PE players exclusive shoe. That's what those were. Right, right. Hook your boy up. I would love to because he wears size thirteen too. If you didn't know that, so if you want a pair, you got to squeeze it to a thirteen, even though you're smaller shoe size. But anyway, uh, <laughs> she never complains. And hey. But we talked about our penises twice on the show. Oh, pause. But anyway, 2024 as well is going to be another big year for sneakers. This year's kind of been mediocre, honestly, sneaker-wise, colorway-wise. I don't really been messing with a lot of things besides the Air Jordan 3 there, reimagines and other things like that. But there, aren't, there, aren't there the Jordans that are coming out that kind of have like a, a, a slight Miami Hurricanes look to them? Yes, they do. Those the Jordan 1s. Yeah. Yeah, those are those, those are collab with somebody. I forgot who the collab with. I like those for obvious reasons. I mean, they they, they might be a one I go after. Last time I heard, you were not a Hurricanes fan no more. I don't so. know what's going on right now. Like, <laughs> so you got mixed emotions. <laughs> I'm all, I, I kind of want to stay in the corner. It's like me, me, me and Craig are battling some demons right now with his college team and my NFL team. Even though his college team has four wins, but my NFL team only has one win. No, I'm in a fantasy football league. Where there's definitely a few Florida State fans in there. There happens to be a damn North Carolina Tar Heel fan. And let me tell you, after that freaking disaster of an end of a game that happened this week that should not have happened, we should be 5-0 and right now, creeping up the, into the top 15. But no, bonehead play. Don't even really want to get into it. I'm pissed. I'm angry. Been getting verbally abused. And what can I say? What, can, what, what comeback do I have? Just it's just I'm just getting trash talked about how we're gonna get dog walked, molly whopped. We're like the Bishop Sycamore, the ACC. <laughs> like, bro, I, I, I'm like I need to go see a therapist. I, my feelings were hurt. You might, me, we both might have to. Where do they touch you? Right here? No, <laughs> <laughs> right here, right here. Yeah, yeah. They broke my heart. Uh, another shoe that's dropping in 2024: the Air Jordan 11 Low Space Jams. I know. Yes. You sent me those, but I had already knew those were dropping. That's why I didn't say nothing back to you because I was like, I'll tell them when, when next time I see them. But those are going to be another shoe. I want those. Of course. I want the 11 Navies lows. Those are going to be a summer 2024 shoe. So. See, I like the lows because I, I feel like I can wear them and not feel bad about it. There's a pretty couple. There's a couple of good pair of Air, Air Jordan 17s coming out next year that I would really like to have. Okay, let me know. I'll help you get them. That the UNC colorway. I'll help you get them. You know I like the USC mm-hmm. colorways. Come on. But a lot of, like I said, a lot of big things in Sneaker World coming out. And, you know, we'll keep you posted on a lot of other things. And we'll get onto that STLR Sports Talk IG page. Make sure you follow. We'll be posting some pictures of pictures all this. That we're talking about and the shoes that we're talking about. Make, where, where are your sneaker plugs? We'll keep you plugged in on everything that you need to know and what's releasing. I'm telling you. Who knows? Derek might even post one of the pictures while we're talking live right now recording the show. Wow. Big things. You know what that have to do? You'd have to carry out at least 30 seconds by yourself while oh, I do it. Oh, I can do that all, all day. Right, all right. I know you can. I know, you, I know you're seasoned. Listen, 45 seconds? Whew. I know you're seasoned. She might be asking for too much. <laughs> <laughs> Anything under that, you're good. Anything under that. All right, bet. We can guarantee you. What, what, what's your boy say? I ain't as good as I once was. Yeah, yeah. But I'm as good once as I ever was. Hey, and Dave. Shout out to my boy, Caddy Dave. <laughs> Friday Night Lights, baby. You know, I try to keep it plugged in with a couple of all the local sports and, you know, we had some pretty decent games last week. Venice and Rearview played. Venice taking the dub against Rearview. And Booker was on a bye week. A couple other teams were on a bye week. But, you know, it's uh, it's looking like a pretty another exciting week in football. Booker's pretty, in my opinion, has a pretty decent 
game this week against DeSoto. I would like to think that Booker – I mean, I don't want to start tooting my horn about this Booker team yet. I mean, they do have some athletes, but it's like I'm still in that that cautious phase of what me and you and Chad went through for all those years covering Booker football. Mm-hmm. I mean, we made the playoffs a couple times, but it was like a four-win playoff because yeah. this new playoff sets format is all about because points. Of the point system, yeah. So it's like everything changes – but I'm I'm a little cautious to say because DeSoto's DeSoto's not that good, and actually one of the players who used to play for DeSoto just transferred to Booker, so like I think he's gonna have a big game, which who has helped Booker's defensive line tremendously. If if as as I must say, they already had one defensive lineman who was absolutely just destroying it, and now they have a, this other kid who transferred over to DeSoto coming in. I mean the okay. kid the, the kid the Booker has the talent on the team. So I would like to say Booker does take this win, but I don't like I said I'm I'm still in that that pre phase where I'm not sure ta- yet. Okay. I don't want to talk too soon just because I don't I'm I'm not I want to be sold on the team, but again I've seen them give up two commanding win or uh, uh, points and lose those games. Okay. So it's it's tough it's 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 just tough to uh, tough to really rely on this team at the they time. They might be a year or two away. Well, I think that like I said I. I'm I'm convinced that they do have one of the best receivers in the area. I mean, excluding IMG players. I mean, outside of JoJo Booker, they got. I mean, the the running back Tuta Hunter, he's really good. I mean, you got Jordan Johnson, the sophomore quarterback that they just replaced uh, Garcia with. Uh, I they they have the talent there. Okay. The offensive line's pretty decent, but they have a lot of seniors as well. So I'm worried about the departure of what's going to happen compared to what they got and what's going to come in. But, you know, the transfer portal is just like in uh, in college football. Yeah, you know how it goes. They, they, yeah. they just reload. They just reload every year. At all. And and let's not argue and act like that every high school football team isn't getting transfers in from <laughs> schools. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, I, excuse you, by the way. Yeah, I, 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 I had know a, you got a little cough there. You know, it was so funny. Watching Twitter, our producer's gonna laugh about that. By the way, but it was just so funny watching Twitter and seeing Venice fans talking about we're still here when they played Riverview. It's like, bro, I'm sorry, but nobody except Riverview fans thought Venice was gonna lose that game. Let, let's be honest, and like to act like they had this this stigma of, above them that they were gonna lose the game is just asinine, in my opinion. And I had to tell one of the Venice coaches that when I was when I seen his, his post on Twitter, I t- told him exactly that. Nobody thought it, nobody except Riverview fans thought that you guys were going to beat or lose to to Riverview. I mean, let's be honest. How bad was the game? It wasn't bad. It was competitive. Okay. It was competitive. I mean, Riverview was up fourteen seven at one point. So they didn't even dog walk. No, they. I mean, the, uh, Riverview lost thirty one fourteen or thirty one seventeen. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. So it's like it's but. In all reality, I, I think Venice quite is trying to play that that psych up game in their in their mind, and I'm not saying that Riverview isn't bad because they are a good team, they're a decent team, but you know I just I think that Venice does have those that step above players where they have like hey, you they, said they, they get that they, transfer they a, into they build a program real, over there. Let's be real, they build a program over there, and, and they got a good thing going on. Absolutely, absolutely. But NBA preseason started out. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Boston Celtics. You know, I'm a homer. But, you know, Chris Dapps Porzingis looking really good over there Allegedly. for the Boston Celtics. Allegedly. No, that wasn't no allege. 
That's 17 points in game one against the Philadelphia 76ers. Granted, Joel Embiid wasn't on the court, but at the same time, my man's hitting shots, dunking on people, and hitting threes. Mm-hmm. So just just a little taste. Just just a little taste of what you're going to get. For what, Drew 14? Holiday started tonight. For 22 games? Bro, my boy played 77 games last year, bro. Okay. Okay. You better chill out on my boy's injury of stigma like he's be getting injured all the time. He ain't freaking Anthony Davis playing averaging 55 games a season in the last three years. My bad, bro. My bad. I'm just being real with you, dog. That's my guy now. I'm going to defend him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now you like Lithuania, Europeans. baby. Now you like Europeans. Okay. Hey, listen. <laughs> Drew Holiday starting tonight. We haven't really seen much of Jason Tatum. Who's that? First game, he had a three for 13. He didn't really perform well. But, you know, it's the preseason. I don't put, put too much you, into that You talking about Jalen Brown missed a $300 million grand. J. Rue? J. Rue, baby? Drew. Oh, you're going to find out about Drew. Who's that? You're going to find out about okay. him. Okay. 6'5", point guard, locking motherfuckers down. That's who you're going to find out. Okay. I was a little worried about the, the interior when we made that trade. We lost Robert Williams because we didn't really get to talk about that. You uh, Obviously, the Celtics training for Drew Holiday, trained away Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams. And I love Ryan Williams. I thought he developed really well with the Celtics. I was really sad to see him go just because of the fact that, you know, he was a really good down low threat. And I think that was one of our biggest our biggest parts of our success the last few years was the fact that we, we could guard the paint well and guard the that defense at the at the rim. Losing him is tough because outside of Kristaps Porzingis and Al Horford, I mean, we don't really have much after that. Yeah, we got Luke Cornett who's a goofy dude, goofy looking dude. If I've ever seen one before. So, so do you think that with with Chris Christopas Porzingis, Christopas, and, and, and your boy Drew Holiday, y'all actually got a chance to beat Orlando this year? <sighs> Davis would be proud. Davis, <laughs> Davis would be proud. Davis would be proud. He really would. He sounds just like him. He sounds just like him. And if people don't realize that the Celtics were three and th- uh, one and three against the Orlando Magic last year, so if you you think, oh, Orlando's not going to be that good. Watch out for the Orlando Magic this year. I'm telling you. We creep Watch up. out for Orlando Magic. We like Bone Thugs and Harmony creeping on the come up, baby. They might not going to beat the Celtics. Let's just be real here. But, I mean, nobody's beating the Celtics. Craig, we're, we might lose 15 games. Milwaukee Bucks are going to beat you guys. Craig, we might lose 15 games. I'll take the Bucks against you guys. Oh, really? So you're going to take the aging Bucks who got older and lost more defense because they traded one of the best defensive players to Portland and then traded Portland to us. You okay? Yep. Okay. I'm just letting you know when Giannis does his little pick and roll. Guess what? He's got seven foot three Chris Porzingis and Mr. Al Horford who locks him up like he's a freaking locksmith lock. You no, no. I mean, no, no, no. We'll and then, if, and if they, and if they and if they can't get there, guess what? Because the goal is to lock that perimeter up like it ain't nobody's business. So y'all y'all locking up Bam out of Bayou? Nope. I ain't worried about Bam. Bam can eat. That's fine. He'll get, he's going to have problems with, with Al. He's going to have problems with Who's Al. Who's going to stop Jimmy Buckets? Drew fucking Holiday. Negative. That's who. Negative Ghost Rider. J- that's who. Who's going to stop Joel Embiid? Nobody. Al Horford. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bro, you better recognize, son. You better recognize. But, uh, yeah, I haven't really seen much about anybody else because, obviously, I'm a homer when it comes to NBA basketball. Exactly. But I, 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 I like the magic, too. I just gave the magic some props. Smidgen. Come on, man. Victor Wembanyama versus Chet Holmgren played a couple days ago, Monday night. How'd that go? It was a pretty decent game. They both had 29, 2010. Back-to-back first round or first overall picks, correct? Two back, not, not back-to-back, 
No, no. Chet went two last year. Chet went two because we took yeah. Paolo. Paolo, yes. Yes. So, and Chet is obviously, I think Chet Holmgren's going to win rookie he, he, of the year. Yeah, he missed the whole season last year because they got injured the preseason. Yep. And, I, th- uh, I think Chet Holmgren's going to win rookie of the year. He, I, he can qualify for rookie of the year. I, I, I want to say, Paolo, it's going to be between Chet Holmgren and Scoot Henderson, in my opinion. I think those okay. are going to be the two, two guys for rookie Ballin, of the year. Okay. To be honest with you, just because I think Scoot Henderson is a, a hell of a player. I think Portland knows that. That's why they traded Dame away. One, because Dame wanted that. And two, because... They do have a lot of uh, uh, belief in those two young guards they got over there, and Scoot Henderson being one of those two. And now you got people like Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams, and you know uh, DeAndre Ayton coming in over there as well. Watch out for Portland, man. They might okay. be a, a fucking hell of a team to come out. Young, athletic, long as fuck down low between Robert Williams and DeAndre Ayton. I mean, mm. watch out for Portland, bro. Gold State, watch out. Watch a. Hey, speaking of Golden State, Steve Kerr. Comes up with a master fucking plan and hats off to this dumb motherfucker. How he still has a fucking job. Still living off the coattail rings of the fucking six championships that he won between the Spurs and the fucking Bulls. Unbelievable. I mean, Mark, he Mark, him as a coach too Mark now. Jackson. Mark Jackson built that fucking team. Steve Kerr just fucking... Th- that team plays itself. You don't even got to be a coach. Steve Kerr is so fucking overrated and this stupid ass take proves it. Steve Kerr is going to have Clay Thompson, who's 6'7", play the power forward for this team this year in a certain lineup with Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins. Clay Thompson, who's 6'7", at the 4, and Looney at the 5. So I've already been complaining about how small the Warriors are. They are a small team. Size matters in the NBA. That's why Boston or that's why Orlando was so successful against the, the, the Celtics. You guys are just long as fuck. That's what's gonna be you guys' benefit is you guys are long, a long as fuck team, and you guys got great shooters. Okay? So you're gonna have Clay Thompson, who's 6'7. When you got guys like Jason Tatum, of course I gotta throw him out there. And I know Jason Tatum isn't. A power forward, but he does play that sometimes. You'll see him at the four sometimes. I mean, we guys got like Anthony Davis, who's six eleven. Garden. I mean, come on, bro. Like it's just, and I get that. What's well, a certain well, lineups? I don't think it's going to be I his know, starting I, lineup. I completely understand that it's going to be certain lineups. But what if you're forced to play that lineup in a game against the Lakers, or a game against the the, the Magic, or a game against the the the, the, the Nuggets? Yes, the you know what I'm saying? Where, where you got Clay Thompson guarding somebody who's 6'10"? Well, even against the Trailblazers. Exactly, man. So it's just, I just don't like that, in my opinion. And I know that you're trying to incorporate Chris Paul into the starting lineup with, with, with Steph, with, with Draymond. You know, and even then, Draymond's not even coming off. He's coming off the bench I, on that. As that somebody line. who coaches basketball, to be honest with you, I mean, yeah, if, if, you, if you face against teams that have a, a good big man, Maybe, but if you got if you're stacked out there with a bunch of shooters too, I mean that that kind of a, uh, you know, it, it can it can be a battle. I've well, seen I, some small ball teams win. I I feel you. I think they're gonna rely on a, uh, the point guard being the point guard at that point. You know, just Chris Paul facilitating the fuck out of the ball. Steph running around being that fucking run, that rabbit like he always is, fucking constantly running around the court looking for that open shot. And you know you got Clay. You know how. You got power forward staying in that corner, hitting that three or that wherever their spot forward, yeah. is. You know, that stretch forward. So it's like 
I, I could see the success, but I could also see the failure in it. Well, we'll have to see. So I'm I, I don't know, man. I don't I don't think Steve Kerr is all that uh of a good coach in my opinion. I still am f- a firm believer that Mark Jackson was a was a big part of why that team had so much success. Okay. And where they are now. So anyway, NBA season is starting, NHL season is starting. We're gonna be reporting back to those about the lightning, about the home teams, Orlando Magic, the Boston Celtics. We'll even talk about the Lakers if we got to, because LeBron is LeBron, and LeBron has to have his name in everything. Hey, if you want the Lakers to watch ESPN, huh? Don't even say it. Just, just call it the four, four letter. The four letter. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. I don't even want to deal with them. Going to the college football, found a little list that I thought was pretty exciting. The top five NIL deals in college football. On three is the NIL valuation is the highest in college football. Yes. Top five. Caleb Williams is on the list. Caleb Williams is on that list. Okay. Can you give me the other four? Shador Sanders. Shador Sanders is number one with $4.8 million a year. And where was Caleb on the list? Caleb Williams was number three for $2.7 million. Are there any females on the list? No females. I had to ask. Thought my wife might have been. At least I don't know. I mean, they could be. I mean, it's 2023, bro. Okay, my bad. They could be whatever they want. Remember that. I thought thought my boo Angel Reese was on there. Man. She's the highest paid female for sure. Of course. Um, Is Drake May on there? Drake May is not on there. Okay. I'm going to give you one hint. He's a defensive guy. Plays offense too. Oh, uh, Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter, 2.3, number four. Number two, I don't think you're going to get it. Give it to You're me. not going to give number five, neither. Okay, give him to me. Arch Manning, number two, $2.8 million. Just because he's a Manning. Just because he's a Manning, of course. Not even freaking Eli or freaking Peyton. It's Cooper Manning, who supposedly is the most athletic out of the two, out of the three. Allegedly. But he didn't do sports? He got hurt. Oh. He had a really bad uh, back injury or something oh. like that in, in his football career. Okay. He was going, he was like an all-state receiver. At the same high school they all went to. Damn. Peyton was throwing him the balls. Like, Peyton was a freshman. He was a senior or something like that. Mm. They both were all staters. And then he got hurt and because he, he was committed to Ole Miss, too. Damn, Damn that would have been crazy. Cooper was supposed to be the shit, dog. Um, J.J. McCarthy, number five. 1.4 for Michigan. 1.4 million. For Michigan, yeah. Okay. J.J. McCarthy. Hmm. Interesting. So, so, Caleb Williams came out last week and pretty much said that I can make more money playing on fifth year or fourth year college than I can in my rookie deal, which he's probably not wrong. So that's why I thought this list this was interesting, just because yeah, but he's crazy because the, the, some of the teams that he was picking, like Dallas. I mean, maybe Dallas. Yeah, that be list trouble. that he came up with was kind of absurd. He said San Francisco, Dallas, uh, Minnesota. I could see being on that list just because they could be moving on from Kirk Cousins here. Um, and there was one more other team, I believe. I forgot who it was. It wasn't Chicago. I know that. No, it was 49ers Chicago. was on there. 49ers, Dallas, Minnesota. And I think there was one more. I can't, I can't remember right now. I don't have it Oh, it was down. Las Vegas. Vegas. There it was. Because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep, because of Jimmy Garoppolo. So two, two of the three teams on there, I could see maybe three of the two for sure. But... I don't. I don't see what the beef is about going to Chicago. I don't see the beef of going to Arizona. I don't. It's a dumpster fire over there. I th- I believe in. It definitely is a dumpster fire in Chicago. And I think that uh, ownership, if they know what's good, needs a clear house. And when I mean clear house, I mean from the GM to to the to the head coach. Get rid of them all. 
bring in some fresh blood and and maybe you might change some people's minds depending on who you bring in. Absolutely. Um, speaking of Caleb Williams, he's involved in this list that I have for you right now. Okay. College football list. College football okay. list. And this is going over. Got a slight chub there. I'm not going to lie to you. And this is going over the top 10. There is an 11th team included because we all know how certain news sources in the world choke on the dong of the of this 11th team but pretender or contender number one on the list and this is this is the the rank in order so, so you want you're going to tell me the, the person this is the, the ap team. coaches poll and then you're going to ask me contender or pretender all right georgia number one overall notable games coming up Florida, even though they're not ranked, but it's it's a rivalry game. Rivalry, SEC division game, and and these are in order. I I don't remember the dates of the 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 actual game. They play Old Miss, who's ranked number thirteen, and they also play Tennessee, which is never which is kind of a rivalry game because it's SEC. Oh yeah, who's ranked number twenty? Those Absolutely. are the, those are the notable games. I feel like with that schedule of these are like the the hardest games they have left. Georgia, in my eyes, has a pretty good chance of remaining the contender that has been showing that it has been over the past couple of years. I feel like they should be able to handle those teams and remain number one overall. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think Georgia is definitely a contender. I think they're the number one reason, uh, number one team in the nation for a reason. I mean, they just beat the crap out of a very good Kentucky team who beat mm-hmm. a good Florida team uh, last week, 51-13. to 13, They beat Kentucky. So I, I think – Georgia just proved that, hey, yeah, you might be 4-0, but guess what? We're still the number one team in the nation, and they smacked him in the mouth. And so I do believe that Georgia is a contender and still has a very good chance of taking home another title this year and another repeat for Georgia. So I could definitely see Georgia taking home a W this year, and they are definitely a contender in my opinion. Number two on the list, Michigan. They're ranked number two right now. Notable games. First game is is just on here because it's a rivalry game. They got Michigan State actually next weekend. Then followed by Penn State in a couple weeks, who's ranked number six. Ohio State, who's ranked three on this list right now, is is who they finished their season off with. This is the last game of the season for them. Even though Maryland isn't ranked, Maryland Maryland could be too. Maryland could be a tough game for them, bro. They played Ohio State tough last week. Ohio State did win that game, but Maryland played them tough at the beginning of that game, you know, so I, I could see possibly putting that Maryland team on there as well for them possibly being another tough schedule for them. I mean, if they went out, I think Ohio State's their biggest threat right now. Penn State, though, can't sleep on them. That's going to be Dude, a, I mean, Those are two big games right Penn there. It's Penn State, too. Yeah, and it's probably going to be a whiteout. The only good thing about it is it's a, it's a noon game. It's yeah. at noon. It's going to be a whiteout Dude. for sure. Playing at Penn State on a nationally televised game at night probably might be one of the toughest things to do, Greg. Like, it's it's so loud in there, bro. They're freaking all wearing the same crap. Like, it's just, it's, that's going to be a tough game. I do think Michigan is a contender. I was a little worried about them, even though they were beating teams 30, 30 to 3, 35 to 3, 31 to 6 at the beginning of the game without hardball. But, Last two games with Harbaugh, 45 to 7, 52 to 10. Those are the type of wins that I want to see against non-ranked opponents. You know, those those ass whoopings that that really do make a standpoint. And them getting Harbaugh back, I really think is has helped them and, and boosted that. Definitely morale. been crucial. 
So I, I, I do think Michigan is a contender, and you're absolutely right. I think besides Penn State and Ohio State, I think those are the last two threats in Michigan's arsenal. But I, 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 I believe that Penn, Michigan has a good chance of winning out for the rest of the season just because they've played Ohio State well these last two years. So, I mean, and their, their team is just as good this year. So number th- Ranked number three, Ohio State. They got a game coming up in a couple weeks against Penn State. Or actually, I think that might be this week. They play Michigan State coming up. And the only reason why I put Michigan State up there is because they're not ranked. But it's it, to me, I feel like with Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State, it's kind of like almost like a Florida, Florida State, Miami, kind of like that little area well, rivalry. The conference games, and, you know and, what I'm saying? Yeah, it, all it, those a, conference games are so tough as hell, man. They really are. And, and Michigan State is just usually one of those like tough-nosed, hard-nosed teams. All right. Here we go. You ready? I think this is a pretender. Really? Wow. This I was is wondering. Coming, it, this, I've seen them play, and I don't think that Ryan Day is the answer for Ohio State. I don't really like how the team really plays. and the, They barely beat Notre Dame, who just got mollywopped by Louisville last week. Louisville. Uh, I, they barely beat Maryland, thirty-seven to seventeen. Yeah, you beat them by twenty, but it was how I seen the game develop throughout four quarters of football. I mean, they and got I, to play Penn State, that's ranked number six that, in the nation. And again, that the only positive about that they're playing at Ohio State, but again, they just played Maryland, Maryland at home, and they they barely they struggled ba- with they them. They barely beat them. So it's I I I hate to say this, man, but I think Ohio State is a pretender at number three, and I think they're there just because they are winning games. And when they did struggle at the beginning of the season with Indiana, even though they beat Indiana twenty three to three, it was a close game throughout the entire game until the fourth quarter. And then the Ohio State dropped a couple slots to five, and Florida State went up to three because they had that big win over LSU. And they they battled back. You know, they fought adversity and they beat Notre Dame. So I, but at the same time, I just, I think that Ohio State is a pretender, and we could possibly see them lose in two weeks when they do play Penn State. So it's in two weeks. I think that this is a team that definitely has potential to be a pretender. Uh, they got a pretty like that that. Two weeks, they got a pretty dangerous team. They got to go up against Penn State, who's currently ranked sixth, but could maybe move up or whatever. Who yeah. knows? Um, Should depending- we be looking at three versus four? Yeah. Florida, I'm not saying Florida State's going to lose, but five and three could lose. Yeah. So, I mean, Ohio, Oklahoma just got there, and they could lose this week, and then, bam, you got five, five versus four or three. Florida State is number four on the list. They have Duke coming up. You have Miami coming up, and they finish off the season against the Florida Gators, which is a rivalry game. So no matter what, you know, the Florida's on here in a couple of times because they're just rivalry games, and we know, we know how it is. Like I threw Miami on here. We're ranked twenty five. Made a horrible. It's a rivalry game. It's a rivalry game. We possibly could, one of the biggest. In both teams football. could be zero and ten, and when we line up and play, it's gonna be probably one of the most so, entertaining games on the on the TV. Absolutely, day. absolutely. Duke's ranked 17th, by the way, and that's a team that they play upcoming that can really give them a hassle and, you know, potentially ruin their their contendership. So uh, I think Florida State's a, a pretender. Okay. I, I really do. You know, I, they, they struggled with Boston College. They barely pulled that one out of their ass. They did. Uh, 31-29. Yeah, you beat Southern Miss 66. They beat LSU pretty bad at the beginning of the season. They barely beat Clemson, who's not ranked. And I get it. That's a division game. It's a conference game. 
it's it's ACC. You know, Clemson's not what they once were, but they still had that 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 cojones and the yeah the the shit to back them. But up not a team you can take lightly. No, not at all. And in my opinion, I know they didn't struggle with Virginia Tech last week, but I mean, thirty nine seventeen isn't a crazy win. Yeah. So I I think Florida State is a team that could be good. I think we could see Florida State in that Final Four. And they kind of did struggle a little early on against Virginia Tech. They did. They didn't start clicking until about the third quarter. Exactly. The second half is where they kind of turned it on at. So I I could see Florida State being in the top four at the end of the season. But at the same time, from what I've seen the last few games, I'm not really impressed with the team. 100% sold. So uh, I'm going to say they're a pretender on that because of since I'm – I've had a lot of Florida State fans selling me out since the last game. I'm sure. I'm sure, and f- Craig, you fuck around. You go in there, and you guys could beat them. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm still listen. I feel you talk. You're in a hard place right now, dog. I really am. Number five on the list, ranked five. We got Oklahoma, who I think kind of has the e- easiest path to maybe if if you know Ohio State falls out because of they lose to Michigan. Maybe if FSU takes a loss to Duke or Miami, or or, or even Florida, could help them get right in there. Only really ranked team they play is Kansas, and they do finish off the season against TCU, who was ranked in the beginning of the season. Yeah, they, they took a huge loss. They they're not, they're, they're, you know, they didn't make it to the championship game last year. Not the same TCU, but I threw them on there because uh, Big 12 it, it, it's, would probably still be a, considered a rivalry game. Yeah, this is another, in my opinion, pretender. I, I think at the same time you have to look at the the – the, the state of the Red River rivalry. It's a big rivalry, just like we talked about Florida State, Florida, Florida State, Miami, Ohio State, Michigan. You know, the, those big rivalries, Auburn, Georgia, those big rivalries, it's always going to be a good game. And I think that's what it boiled down to. I think Texas has kind of just had an off game. They had some turnovers from, from, from Ewers. And they're still on this list too. Yeah, so it's like uh, I don't think that – just because of the fact of the strength of schedule, like you mentioned, is going to hurt them in the long run. And when you've got teams jump them. like Penn State, like number six, Penn State goes in and fucking beats Michigan and Ohio State, Craig. How are you going to deny them top fucking ten yeah. you know, or top four? Yeah. So it's like well, – Right third, third and second. Exactly. So it's like – I mean, I, even if they go in against Ohio State in two weeks, like you said, and they beat them, they're ranked three. I think that win jumps you over – Oklahoma, you could possibly, potentially over FSU. I, I I would say you drop FSU. It depends on how bad F, F, FSU wins against, in the game that week. If they beat Duke pretty well, maybe because I believe it's up. in two weeks they play they play Duke. I think that you bump call, uh, FSU to three, and then you have to put move Penn State to four. Have to you have yeah. to jump them over OU and move it into four. Okay, so Penn State and Penn State does have a pretty good chance because they got. Uh, Ohio State, they have Michigan, and they they finish off later in the season. Um, I don't think it's the last game, but they do play Michigan State, who's just one of those teams I feel like, you know, if you take them lightly, they can ruin your season. I think Penn State's a good team. I think they're a team, like I said, you go in, you go into uh, their stadium at night on a primetime game or a night game period. The place is, is, is incredible. I would love to be in that atmosphere for a game one time, just yeah. for anybody, any game, just to, just to experience There's definitely some college college uh, arenas that I want to go oh, to. Oh, yeah, some absolutely. And I think Penn State is definitely a contender because, like I said, you, you beat Michigan, you, you beat Ohio State, you're going to be in the top four playing for a national title. That's for damn sure. For sure. So 
the team, there's two teams on here, both in possibly the opportunity to be the last Pac-12 conference champion ever because it looks like the, uh, the conference is going to dissolve. Washington at rank seven quite possibly has one of the hardest paths to a championship. And if they win out, whose quarterback has been looking really, really good, I don't know if I would necessarily take Caleb Williams over him first overall anyways. I think he might actually beat out Drake May. But Washington has to play this week, which is going to be a very good game. I'm watching this at 3.30. Number seven plays Oregon, ranked number eight. That's a hell of a game right there. Then they play USC, ranked number 10. They play Utah, ranked 16. Oregon State, ranked 15th. And Washington State, ranked 19th. Now, these are, aren't, you know, there are some te- games in between some of these games. They're not all back-to-back-to-back. But you got five top 10 or top 25 teams to face along the way. Four in a row. Four to finish the season. If let's say nothing changes and the, the, these rankings stay the same, you got USC, Washington, or USC, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State. In four games in a row who are all ranked right now. That's tough. That's tough, bro. We're gonna see. We're gonna see how Washington's built. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and if, and if they bout that life, you kind of got to make an argument for them at least to creep in at number four. Oh, Penix Jr. He's second in the nation in passing yards behind who? Drake May. Nope. Caleb Williams. Nope. Shador. Shador fucking Sanders. Wow. Two thousand and two yards. Shador's still getting it done, bro. I like it. Shador's still getting it done. Again, I mentioned them earlier. Oregon ranked eighth on this list. Yeah, by the way, I don't think Washington's a, a contender at all. You don't think I think they have a tough road to get to, and I think those that four-game stretch is really going to show us who they are. And if they could come out on top of those four games and untouchable and win, yeah, let's maybe, talk about men that being may, Maybe we'll have a different – Exactly. Oregon, I think they might be a, a pretender as well. They, you know, This week they play Washington. Then they play Washington State, ring 19. Two play, Heisman candidates, too. Play USC. Bo Nix and, and Penix Jr. USC, who's ranked number 10. They finish off Oregon State against that's ranked number 15. Man. Another tough finish for Oregon. Another tough finish. They've, they've, they've had some big some big games this year. I All mean, these Pac-12 teams are, are, are backloaded. Yeah. They, they really are. I mean, you got Oregon has obviously Washington this week. Washington State next week, who's ranked. And then they got Utah, who's ranked. And then they skip a week, and then you got to play two more ranked teams after that to finish the season. So, I, I, I don't know about Oregon, man. I really... I don't see Oregon really, in my opinion... I don't think they're that flashy enough of a team to actually come in here and really be a threatening contender in my opinion i could see them definitely losing to washington this week just because of the fact that they have so much hype right now on themselves just because they beat colorado and bo Nix is on his 112th game as a college starting quarterback he's like 39 years old and he's still in college football so i, I just don't i don't think he's all that i really don't okay. and 
I I could see Washington definitely going in there and, and ruining Oregon's little hype right now behind their train. I think they're a, pre- a pretender as well. Number nine on the list, who was somebody who probably, you know, we didn't get to do a show last week. But if I would have did this last week, I probably would have named them as a contender. Texas, ranked number nine in the nation, has no ranked opponents left on their schedule. Texas it, Texas is a tough team for me because it's like, oh, yeah, they beat Alabama. Alabama's not that good this year. I mean, let's be real. They, they, they've underperformed. They're yeah. having a quarterback problem. They, they can't really figure out who their quarterback is. And their defense isn't as strong as they used to be. So I, I don't – just for the fact that you did lose to Oklahoma, and, and I know it's a rivalry game, but I don't see Texas being a threatening team at all. I think Yeah, I think they're a pretender 100%. They are definitely a pretender. USC, ranked number 10. Another team has a hard road. Play Notre Dame this week, who's ranked 21. Play Utah, ranked 16. They play Washington, who's currently ranked 7, but that could change depending on whether they win or lose this week. They play Oregon, who's currently ranked 8th, which will probably change depending on whether they win or lose this week. And they finish off against UCLA, who's ranked 18, which also happens to be a rivalry game at the end of the season. Their last game. So I this is another pretender for me. Yeah, you got you probably have the best quarterback in the nation right now, but at the same time... I Oregon, I mean, Oregon beat Colorado, no problem. USC barely beat Colorado by seven. So I don't think USC's defense is good enough to keep them in these games, especially when they start playing teams. If, let's say, they do push up into the top five, top four, I don't think their defense is going to be good enough. And just like you yeah. said, they got a tough road They'll ahead. probably play a solid bowl game, but I don't think they're ready. No, for no, no, no. They're not, they're not national champions. Not really. at all. Not at all. And uh, for all my betters out there, I know y'all look forward to my sports. Oh yeah, tips. baby! I do have a few picks for you guys. I do like Tennessee favored by three and a half points against Texas A and M this weekend. I like USC as two and a half point underdogs against Notre Dame. I think that they're going to actually beat Notre Dame straight up, so I'll, I'll take that bet. I like Duke. At minus three and a half points against NC State. NC State hasn't really shown anything. Duke has been playing pretty good football for the most part. I think this is a week where you see Duke do the damn thing and uh, solidify them to to jump up a little bit in the rankings. Is that all you got? Also, okay. I got Kentucky minus two and a half over Missouri. Okay. So I got one for you. Okay. And I'm gonna give it to you. All right. You might not agree with it because you're in dark. You're in a dark corner right now, sulking in your sorrows. Okay. Give me Miami beating North Carolina this weekend at seven thirty in North Carolina. Carolina's three and a half point favorites. Carolina is a three and a half point favorite. But guess what? You think Miami's going to win the game? Carolina ain't played nobody. Okay. Carolina ain't played nobody. Yeah, you're five and zero, but you played Syracuse. Okay. Basketball. You played Pitt, who's one and four. Okay. You barely beat Minnesota. They're a Big Ten team, though. Okay. You barely beat Appalachian State, who I know is they're the upset kings the of the upset world. Upset kings though. of the world, but you beat had to beat take two double overtimes to beat them. Okay. 
And you beat South Carolina. Yeah, I get it. SEC team. Sweet. Cool. You got it. Robert They're Gamecocks. Game. Cool. They ain't played nobody. Y'all have played. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Who you beat. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. But it's a ranked Texas A&M thing. They have played no ranked team yet. This will be their first ranked game against a ranked Miami team. Y'all's defense is pretty decent. Van Dyke is pretty damn decent himself. He did he's have a, a very bad game. Accurate. He's had one, but he's been very but accurate. But he bounced back. He's the second, second in QBR. So, give me Miami. Okay. Over in North Carolina. So, you think they game. bounce back? Absolutely. Well, listen, I think you guys lost that game against Georgia Tech pure, purely off of coaching. Bad coaching. That's all it was. Bad coach. You guys, want, you guys had that game in the bag. He literally. Took, and he took the blame for it. And... There's no, there's no excuse. Bounce back from that shit. You guys will be fine. They did say a lot of guys were in, 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 uh, in practice this week with a chip on their shoulder. Trust me. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Crystal Ball got to show me something. If you don't want to say it, I'll say it for I you. I can't comment on it right now. Miami wins comfortably against North Carolina this week. I, I can only hope and possibly pray. Possibly by 14. I can only hope and pray or maybe my ribs might come I'm gonna, out. I want to say seven, but possibly 14. Okay. So if you want to take Miami to uh, by uh Miami by seven, call them in right now. Well, they're basically plus three, so they're they're basically three and a half point underdogs. So even if they win by a point, they you, I feel you, 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 still, you, you win still the cashing bet. out. You're you still cashing out. I get it. Absolutely. So yeah, that's my one one college lock of the week for you this week. Miami getting the dub over a ranked North Carolina team. So there you go. I like it. All right, baby. Week five, NFL sports. You know, the NFL is is getting kind of not I wouldn't I wouldn't say not predictable when it comes to this whole T Swift and uh oh my God. Travis Kelsey crap. They're milking it for viewers, man. It's called a spade a spade. And I get it, but this past weekend, Chiefs played the Minnesota Vikings, and there were some controversial calls that I feel like we have to talk about because it's like they are trying to sway a win for the Chiefs in a close game against Minnesota Vikings. And if you know what I'm talking about, there's video proof of it. Um, one flag that should have been called that wasn't called was defensive holding on the Chiefs that in the video is clear as day, guys. And the second flag, in my opinion, was... Craig, a roughing the passer call that should have got called, and it didn't. And the third one, after the play was over, it is an automatic 15-yard penalty if a player takes his helmet on the field, off the field, off on the field. Sneed, the DB for the Chiefs, proceeds to take his helmet off to argue the call. You can see the ref tell him, put your helmet back on. Put your helmet back on. And he puts his helmet back on. So three no calls, in my opinion, any NFL, any, any NFL team would have gotten that call if said one person wasn't dating Taylor Swift at the time. So do I think the NFL is appealing to the T-Swift fans? Absolutely they are. But they are blatantly, in my opinion, making it known 
And they don't really give a fuck neither. So the cheese your lock? <laughs> ha, ha, there you go, baby. There you go. Chiefs are the lock of the week. No, 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 not at all. But yeah, I, I just had to get that off my chest. I think it's kind of ridiculous that you're trying to appear. And you know what? I seen a. I, I seen mean, they do play Denver, so I mean, it's, it's, there you go. I seen a talk this week, and it's some chick, Swifty, saying, "I can see how Taylor Swift can put seventy thousand people in these seats, but I don't understand how this many people come and watch football." And I'm like, "Cause oh, you're lame." And dude, it's it's that's what they're doing, bro. They they are making this appealing for the Taylor Swift fans. And I hate to say it, they're they're doing a hell of a job on it. They really right. are, bro. All right. They really are. I fucking hate you, Roger Goodell, but I guess make your money, buddy. Make your new viewer money. Pigs out to do what a pig's out to do. Oink oink. Oink oink. Patriots, man. <sighs> Go ahead. I know you got something for me. I do actually. I know you got something for me. I'll get into it after in this in this list. Go ahead. I have a list called Race for First. Race for First. And I don't mean for for first as in like a Super Bowl contention. No, 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 no. First pick of the draft. First pick of the draft. Carolina Panthers currently 0-5. They got Bryce Young. Chicago actually owns this pick. Yes, they do. So we know this pick isn't even going to go to Carolina if they if it remains the same. They even if they kept this pick, they wouldn't draft a quarterback. Nope. So they're out of contention. Out of contention. New England, one and in fact four. The, the, go ahead. Never mind. Go ahead. You'll get to them. New England's one and four. Their quarterback is Mac Jones, who's projected to pick five right now in the NFL draft. If it was to end right now today, okay, would have the fifth pick in the draft. Quarterback or not? <sighs> Even if they don't get the first overall, there's there's possibly four or five quarterbacks coming out first round. This is the toughest decision that I've been mulling over for the past few weeks. Yeah, the Patriots suck. Is it is it Belichick and his system, or is it? I'm not going to say so much Belichick. Is it his? I mean, he's not. Looking like the greatest GM. So when you, when you look at Bill. Do they need to bring in a GM and tell him he, he can't do that no more? I'm all for that. I'm all for firing Bill from his GM duties and bringing somebody else who actually really has a better idea of what kind of players to bring in. I think Bill has made some massive, massive mistakes drafting players. You think he's past his prime? I mean, yeah, I really do. I mean, you get to that point in age where your shit just isn't working no more. There's a, it's a new NFL. It's a new day, and you're trying to make your shit and adapt to it by making your shit work, by adapting to what's going on in the NFL, and it's just it's not working, Craig. I mean, when you got guys like Jacoby Myers, who's got 280 yards, 26 catches, three touchdowns, and we gave him the same – he got the same exact contract from the Raiders that we gave Juju Smith-Schuster. We even gave Juju Smith-Schuster more guaranteed money. And Juju Smith-Schuster's got like 18 catches for 84 yards and no touchdowns. So it's like that's the type of shit that's frustrating me with, with Bill. You know, and do we need a quarterback? I don't know, man, because it's like 
I've seen Mac do good things, even with this receiving core. You know, I mean, he needs protection. That's Craig, for sure. In the Saints game, we lost thirty-four nothing. There was a picture of Cam Jordan and their other end. One point three six seconds after the ball was snapped, they were already in the backfield on Mac's ass. So if if and I'm not trying to make excuses for Mac Jones. I no, don't think he is that the be, the best of quarterbacks. Listen, you could be the best of quarterbacks if the defensive end is in your face in under two seconds. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So it's like I think the Patriots need to do a better job at building in the trenches, which I think Bill has failed to do. He has failed to build the trenches, and that's where the most important part of look what y'all did to the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. They had a terrible offensive line. They had battled injuries. You guys beat the dog shit of them because you guys are making Patrick Mahomes run for his fucking life. I'm sorry, but Mac Jones isn't Patrick Mahomes. He cannot fucking... He's already lost his confidence, in my opinion, a little bit. If Mac Jones can't continue to gain his confidence back, I say the Patriots do need to get a quarterback. And if you're fucking on pace to get fucking Caleb Williams, I'm sure Caleb Williams will change his mind to come to fucking New England. Maybe. So... I, I think you have to seriously start thinking about the future when it comes to Bill O'Brien, Bill o, not even Bill O'Brien, Bill Belichick, and what's going on with his head coaching duties and his GM duties. And it's crazy to even think that, Craig, because two, three years ago, we were considering him guy to be one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah. But is it, was it Tom Brady or was it Bill Belichick? It's looking like it wasn't as much Belichick as it was. People thought it was. Um I, I want to move along though. Yeah, go ahead. Because I know you can you can no, talk hours ahead. on. No, on, on I was your done. Team. Trust me, yeah. I capped it. Trust me, I put a lid on it. Denver is another team currently at one of four. I don't even know if they own a first round. I think that I think they might actually get a first round this year because of the Russell Wilson trade. But they have Russell Wilson. Is this a team that needs better blocking and 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 some guys in the trenches, some better weapons? What's the scenario in, in Denver? Do you feel? I don't think it's Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson has put up some decent fucking numbers uh, for where he's at right now and what he's doing with the with the with with the Broncos. I mean, twelve hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, two interceptions, with a QBR of forty five point two, which isn't that best, the good. But twelve hundred twelve hundred yards and eleven touchdowns, two interceptions. He's not turning the ball over, Craig. Okay. I mean, he's putting up some decent numbers for them. Is that that not? I mean, 196 in last week. Yeah, that was a tough game against the Jets. A very good defensive Jets team. I mean, 223, 306, 308, 177. I mean, the guy's putting up decent numbers. So, I think it's just I I don't think that the rate or the Broncos would necessarily take a quarterback if they had a first round pick. They need to protect them. They need to get them some weapons. They need defensive help. That too. They need defensive help. This might be a their defense is. This terrible. might be a team that would take like the top D end or defensive tackle. I'm out thinking you draft like only defensive players, <laughs> like the like the like the Panthers did a couple years ago. Yeah, all nine draft picks were defensive players. I'm thinking you need to have a draft like that for the Broncos. This the next or at least few years. the first two or three picks. At least the first four picks. Moving along from them, another one of four team that could potentially. I don't even necessarily think that, that they need to, but they could be a team that drafts a quarterback, the New York Giants, Daniel Jones. So I want you to, to, to tell me what you said in the truck because I don't want to take a tra- take. Well, personally, 
it's kind of a little bit what you said about Mac Jones. Bro, you, you got to protect the man for one. For two, your wide receivers are mids. Every wide receiver you have would maybe be a three or four on most teams. No wide receiver that you have is gonna out is gonna beat out Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. They wouldn't. They would if they were on the Bucks. None of your wide receivers would go above Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. They might not even beat out Trey Palmer. They're not gonna beat out Reynolds and, and St. Brown in, in Detroit. Hell, I would take Romeo Dobbs and, and uh, Chris Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed, Christian Chris, Watson. Watson. Yeah. I mean. You guys are kind of trash in that. I'll take Pakua, Pakua and Ty, Tutu Atwell over those two probably. Or, yeah, Puka. So, I, I'm, I don't know, bro. I, I don't – I really don't think that it's Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is an effective running quarterback. He knows when to get out of the pocket. He knows how to pick up a first down for you. I think he needs a little bit of better protection. He than needs I think, protection and, and he, he needs, needs weapons. weapons. It's the same thing that Mac Jones is battling with right now. The Giants, it's so funny because it's like the Giants don't have a bad defense. It's not terrible. But they have a mediocre offensive line and they have a fucking mediocre talent at wide receiver. Well, I'm just going to point out, Mac Jones, the Jones not-so-brothers, and, 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 and old Danny Dimes, those two guys are potentially guys that can go to another team that might need a quarterback help but maybe not be in position to draft one that with the right offense coordinator, right quarterback coach can end up turning around and, and, and being some solid guys, in my opinion. Craig, before you go, Rex Ryan said today on the four-letter, if you put Mac Jones on the 49ers, he would be doing the same exact thing that Brock, Pur- Brock Purdy is doing. And he's 100% right. Mac isn't that bad of a quarterback. He just has no same with Daniel Jones. I mean, you they get, let's be real. Giants fans was let's not act like Giants fans weren't praising this motherfucker, Danny. Where do you think he got the name Danny Dimes from, Craig? Put Danny put Danny Dimes on Philadelphia right now. Exactly. You give him some fucking help. Yeah, you got Darren Waller, who hasn't really been doing shit, but he got that paycheck. Get him some fucking help. Like, let's be real. Like, you guys pay Danny Dimes for a fucking reason. Well, Darren Waller hasn't been doing nothing because he's the best receiver. Exactly. The best throwing target you got is a fucking tight end. So everybody knows, hey, we got to we gotta watch this guy. Chicago, another one in 14. Chicago might fuck around and get two they of the best players in the draft this year. Carolina's pick. I think the Bears are doing exactly. Listen, yeah. They beat fucking the Broncos or the, the, the Redskins. Do they the move on night. from Justin Fields or do they keep him? They are, look, Craig. They're looking to get rid of Justin Fields. I think they're. I think they're going to do exactly what you said. Clean house. They're going to clean house. You get rid of Justin Fields. You get rid of the coach. The head coach. You get rid of the GM. You get the first pick in the draft. You could possibly get the second pick in the draft if you keep tanking. And you could possibly be getting Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. with your first two picks next year for the fucking Bears. How incredible would that be? With DJ Moore, <laughs> bro, bro. Cole Komet. Just a change like that, bro? Cole Komet. Man. Bro. That would be insane. And Fields is a guy who can end up going to somebody who needs a quarterback. Justin, I'll take Justin Fields all fucking day. If the Patriots decided to move on from Mac Jones and we couldn't get a fucking quarterback in the draft and Justin Fields is available, I would take Justin Fields all fucking day, bro. I'll Spe- take Daniel fucking Jones all day. Especially in the new style uh, NFL that you're talking about. 
Get my man some protection. Because that's one of the biggest things about Justin Fields, in my opinion. He don't have protection. But if you watch the games like he, against y'all, that first drive he had against y'all was beautiful, in my yeah. opinion. It was beautiful. He had all the time in the world. He was making every fucking throw, executing him perfectly. He looked great out there. But it's a time where he, he's under pressure. Like most quarterbacks, you're not, they don't do well under pressure. And another team in this list, same division, as a matter of fact, Minnesota Vikings, one of four. Kirk Cousins isn't his last year of his contract. Yeah, uh, the, allegedly the rumor is that Justin Jefferson turned down a massive extension from the Vikings, supposedly record-breaking. But then there's, I, I seen another, another one where it wasn't quite as much as he wanted. But now I'm hearing that he's waiting to see what they're going to do with Kirk because he wants to play with Kirk. Mm. He loves Kirk. I mean, him and Kirk have this connection. I mean, when Justin Jefferson was healthy, the dude was average. I think I'm pretty sure he averaged 166 yards in his first four games in the NFL this year. Their team, I think, needs to tighten up the offensive line a little bit and uh, spend. They need an O line. They need running backs. They need, I was about to say they need to spend a, a top three pick. And when I say top three, I mean like you know first, second, third round. They need to spend one of their first three picks on a running back. Get somebody solid back there. Yep, because they're. They let Dalvin Cook go, and uh, it's hurting them. And, Shit, I'll and, and, take Kirk Cousins. In my opinion. I'll take Kirk Cousins. He's, he's a good quarterback. Shit. He's decent, bro. And, and the last person on this list, Arizona, who has Kyler Murray, they're also one of four. And these are uh, these are just the teams closest to probably being top five, six. So, allegedly, they're, they are expected to move on from Kyler Murray. That's the alleged rumor. And I, I would not be surprised if he gets ends up getting traded before the trade deadline this season. I don't know if anybody trades for him. He hasn't really shown much for the contract. That I'll take him. You'll take you'll take anybody take at this him. point. Like I like I like I said, I You want one of the new protection. school quarterbacks. I think we do, bro. I really would love a quarterback who can actually get out of the fucking pocket. Like I I think if that's where the NFL them, is yeah. going, bro. And I think we need a quarterback. Like Caleb Williams, I think that's why he's so fucking good because the dude can throw on the run and he can throw dimes on the fucking run. That's showing that a quarterback can get out of the pocket, evade that fucking blitz, and hit a dime to receiver that's wide open somewhere. So Okay. So yeah, I like I like that. I like that. I do th- I do think the Patriots are in for possibly a quarterback. quarterback okay. I could see it. I could definitely see it. So lock of the week. Mm. I am four and one with my locks of the week, guys. Craig is three and two. Cause I take balls of your picks. The Bulls. I picked Baltimore or freaking Pittsburgh to lose to Houston, bro. Come on. How is that not a ballsy pick? A rookie quarterback? Come on, meow. You picked freaking Miami over Buffalo, who off of a team they scored seventy points the week before. So you were like, oh yeah, they're gonna go in there and beat Buffalo. Reality check. Buffalo beats them by 40. Fuck you. I think it was 30. But still. Bro, Miami, bro, they have yet to play a decent team yet, bro, in my opinion. I think they've played some scrub-ass teams. The only real defense they played was the Patriots, and they only scored 25 points on us. They're still balling. So, you play a good defense. Give me your lock of the week. Mr. Four and One. No, you got a, you got your lock of the week. Show me what's up. Tell I, me what's I, up. You need I'm, to rebound. I'm waiting on you. No, I feel like you just you're trying to BS me right now. You threw me. I'm trying to find one. So I'm hoping all right. Here you we got go. One. Talk about a ballsy pick. I'm doing it. The New York Jets 
are playing the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Carter gonna laugh when he on a this. Sunday afternoon at 425. The New York Jets are going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday. I can guarantee you that. That is my lock of the week. Philly is a seven-point favorite. It is in the Meadowlands. It's in New York or Jersey. I am guaranteeing you a New York Jets. Zach Wilson is bouncing back. He had a decent game last week. Yeah, I I get it. It was the Broncos. The Eagles have struggled with the one and four Patriots. They have struggled with the one and four Washington Commanders. And they are a team that has not impressed me. You told me just a couple weeks ago that you weren't impressed by them either. So I think the Jets defense is good enough to beat the fucking Eagles. And I'm picking the Jets to beat the fucking Eagles for my lock of the week this week. Okay. Four and one, people. Four and fucking one. Remember that. When you fucking listen to this, you're like, oh my God, this guy's wrong. Four and one. All right. Four and one. Craig Wilder, go ahead. I'm taking Cincinnati Bengals over the Seattle Seahawks. That's a pretty good pick. That's a pretty good pick. And Cincinnati's kind of been a team that has a, has a, has had a slow start. I like that pick just because of the fact that they had a good game last week. They're starting to click. Things are starting to click together for them. And Seahawks, you know, Geno's kind of battling injuries, so I could definitely see that. I like that pick. I like it a lot. You don't want to know who my other pick is. Who's your other? Give me. Go ahead. Give me another. And I'm almost tempted to say this just because. Nah, I, I don't want to go there. Never mind. Do it. Do it. I'm not going to go Do there. it. Do it. Only if it doesn't count against my record. No, it won't. You already made your one lock of the week. I'm not doing two. So I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I picked them on, on my pool. It, it, I may change it. I'm not 100% sure. But this is, this is I'm, I'm going to sleep on this one. Only because of travel, I'm taking Gardner Minshew against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Woo! That's a steal. That's a that's a that's a pick right there. He came in and did pretty damn good against against the uh, I forgot who he played against when when he came in, but when he came in as a starter, listen, they played week one, and the Colts did lose 31-21. But listen, they just had to travel it from is London. Very hard, number one, and they were over to there make for that two travel weeks. Travel from London. We talked about that. That's why the Bills lost that game. It's because of the travel to London. They were, over there, for two, they, they were over there for two weeks, got acquainted. Got to adjust to that time travel. I like that pick, son. And second reason why I say that, it's hard to beat the division team twice. And a guy who may have a little chip on his shoulder for you letting him go. Hey, man. And you got Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, a little one-two combo they got right now. I like it. And Josh Downs is playing pretty good ball at the receiving. Plus, you got Michael Pittman Jr. I, I, you know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to live or die because I know a lot of people are going to take Jacksonville in that game. I'm leaving Indianapolis as my pick. I'm pretty sure that I picked them because of that reason. Okay. Because of the travel time. And I feel like Gardner you. Mitchell. might make me. You know what? You got to change my pick, dog. You just convinced me. Okay. You got to go home, hit that sheet, cross out freaking Jacksonville. You know how I am, so you may have to double-check yourself. I got you. All right. But just know that we got it recorded right now, so Sunday rolls around. We got it recorded. I I can remind myself, hopefully, when I I hear this. All right, bet. All right, bet. Thursday night football. Yikes. I don't know how exciting this one's going to be, but Broncos versus the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Chiefs are playing at home. Chiefs are a ten and a half point favorite. I think we can go ahead and just wrap this up and both say that we're picking the Chiefs to win this game at home. Who lost last week that that ruined us? Washington lost to the Bears. Fucking. Thanks we were four and zero last week. Thanks a lot, Sam Howell. We were four and zero last week. This would have never happened if you would remained the Redskins. And because me and Craig both picked Washington, if you would have stayed the Redskins, you would have won. So now we're four and one on the Thursday night picks. Thanks a lot. Looking to go five and one with the Kansas. I swear to God, if the Broncos come in and beat the fucking Chiefs at Arrowhead, it is a division game, bro. Too. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna lose my mind. Well. I think I think we're safe with this. I think one. we're safe too. I think, I think we're, safe. we're safe. I I have full confidence in Pat Mahomes and the uh and and the Chiefs. Plus the Swifties are in town. Safe word pineapple. You know yeah. Oh yeah. Whoa. Well, Taylor's gonna be there. Yeah. He, he. No, nah, she's on tour. She went back to okay. international tour. Okay. Yeah. She hey. Caught a couple games. If y'all didn't know, I touched her first. Facts. Bam. Facts. Touched Taylor Swift's shoulder at a concert when she walked by me. When you're a six-foot white guy at a Taylor Swift concert, you're pretty much like Shaq. He touched her with consent, people. With, she walked with, by me. Yes. I paid plenty of money. Yes. I didn't grope her. No. I just touched her consent. shoulder when she walked by. Right. I yes. said, Taylor, we're going to get married. I love you. And she walked by. She, yes. she smiled. Like said, yes. maybe one day high seat. Yes. At least that's how it sounded like in my mind. That's, I don't, that's I, how you remembered it. I don't think I said anything at all. You blacked out when it happened. I did fanboy yeah. out. Yeah, you I don't out. think I washed my hand for about a good solid two weeks. Listen, I rubbed Kurt Angle's bald head one time. Did you masturbate with the same hand? Yes. My and it wasn't his head on top of his shoulders. Okay. Like, like my boy Denzel says, my, you already know. <laughs> but a uh, great show today, man. Absolutely. Any, any final shout outs? Shout out to Josh McDaniels for getting a win on Monday Night Football. Okay. And actually winning as a Patriots coach in the past. We sure as hell ain't winning in New England right now. And uh, we got another game that we should be winning this weekend, but we're probably going to lose. So, shout out to Josh McDaniels. <sighs> shout out to the Miami Hurricanes for crushing my week. And in, in, I've been slightly depressed like Eeyore around here this whole week. I'm in a, a fantasy football group, like I was saying earlier, with a couple of Florida State fans. Some uh, Ohio State fans and even a North Carolina fan, they've been ragging me, asking if we're going to have to put out a, a wellness check because I haven't responded to anything in the group messages. But you know what, Mario? This is your week. This is your time. That if uh, you're going to prove that the, the leaf has, has turned, if you will, in Miami, you need a signature win right here, man. That Texas A&M was, was a signature win as far as uh, beating a, a ranked opponent. But this is a signature win on how we face adversity and come back the next week, kind of similar to uh, when, when Colorado lost and then they came back and, and played against USC and did a hell of a job. So, you know, how are we going to handle that loss, that tough loss? Are we going to come back with a vengeance? I don't know. Only time will tell. With that being said, for my boy Derek Fugers, I'm Craig Wiley, and we out of this bitch till next week. See you.